0: This mobile behavior actually yields a lot of data. Now, when you guys go online, when I go online, every single one of us has a digital footprint. Every single one of us. The amount of content you are consuming basically profiles you. We build an archetype of who you are. Facebook does it, Twitter does it, LinkedIn does it. You know, in fact, TV has already been doing it for a long time. They've been psychographically profiling people who watch, I don't know, American Idol, And they say, these are the kinds of people who will be watching it, who like this kind of content, and therefore you can put your ads in front of those people. That's that's the same thing. It's just that digital, instead of a platform coming to you necessarily and saying this is what the customer archetype is, the customer is already putting the data out. The customer is making the data available to you. So one of our biggest affirmations is that we have to move from an analog-based way of marketing to a data-driven way of targeting. Data-driven is basically understanding the consumer's archetypes and their intent. So for example, let's talk about a dude, a man in Johannesburg who's 34 years old, and you want to market to that guy. Let's just shout out, what do we think about this guy? What do we think he's about? Where does he, what kind of job does he do? Banking. (laughs) Banking. Some kind of profession, right? (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. What else can we say about this guy? Okay? Does some, sort of sport. Does some sort of sport. Okay. So we are making, we, we are building a perception about this guy and then we're making a marketing decision about to engage with him. Not a problem with that. Not a problem with that at all. But we have to understand that his digital footprint shows something different. There's a deeper self to this guy. Yes, he might be healthy and all those things, but he's into motorcycles, he's into too enthusiast. he's all about skincare. So if you're L'Oreal for example, and you want to talk to a market about the latest male skincare range, most brands would say, no, 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 it must only target females because that's our demographic. Sweet. But there's a market there. This guy has a real interest about keeping his skin on fleek. (laughs) Like, he clearly cares. This digital footprint is already happening on the mobile device. The difference is that, are we mapping it to how we market to these customers. So we, we talk about debunking the myths. We actually did research in, in the UK on sports is a man's game. These, these were the myths that we typically follow, Okay, the things we believe. <laughs> <laughs> then when we actually did the research, <laughs> it turned out to be quite interesting, right? Over 60% of sporting goods shoppers were actually women. You would probably think, oh no, 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 it's dudes who are into sport. Women would just want to cook and take care of the kids. That's like, do you know what I mean? If you think about, when we talk, you know, we we talk about the emancipation of the customer, the empowered customer. Your customer knows what they want. You don't have to actually necessarily define it for them. You just need to serve them. You need to understand who they are online. And our platforms show you, based on the psychographic profiling of their digital footprint, how you can market to them. So that's one vantage point of data that you can use, as an FYI. So I'd encourage you, if you're doing digital activities with us, have a look at your Google Analytics. You know, when someone comes to your website, actually, they're bringing their archetype with them. You can actually see what that segmentation looks like. You can actually tell if they're looking for a job. You really can. Just go into your interests category in Google Analytics, and it will show you the money. (laughs) It will show it to you. And I, I, when I started in digital, I used to spend time studying that stuff. It really is a revelation. Now, we know advertisers who are doing this, are seeing incremental results. We've done research with BCG. It's showing us that the retailers who are taking this seriously, who are actually using the data to engage the customers, are seeing results. But remember, when you use this data, you actually, there's, there's an aspect of also testing that is inherent in that. You have to go with a hypothesis. The customer's interested in something, I've served them the product, I've served them the ad, what has been their reaction to my offer? What has been my reaction to what I've served them? A lot of the times, we deploy campaigns and then we don't look afterwards to see what happened. And I think a lot of the retailers that are doing that incredibly well in this market are the ones who are iterating. The ones who are saying, I want to check out if that guy was into skincare, if I serve him a skincare ad, Will he respond? What is the nature of that response? And if he doesn't respond in a certain way, how do I get him down the funnel? It's an iterative process. So we have to be thinking about these journeys as well. One of the ways we can think about these journeys is looking at how we target these people, not just on detailed demographics, but based on their interests and habits. So this is just giving you an overview of some of our ways in which we segment your customers. Not just demographics, interests and habits, as well as intent and action. One of my absolute favorites is life events. We actually can see when a person is about to get married, about to have a baby, about to buy a house, has bought a house, has a pet. That is available to you today. <laughs> because remember, you go online and you go, How to take care of a new dog? <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys do that. Like literally. <laughs> I remember when I was you know, expecting our second, I was getting all kinds of ads. And, I, and obviously because I'm a digital person, I was like, oh, I can see I've been targeted. You can actually see that these people understand where you are in your life stage. So these are audience ways, way, we call them audiences, or in your case, you can call them segments of customers that you can target based on their behavior online, that mobile behavior we're talking about. One of the other things that I am absolutely dumbfounded by is when a retailer says to me, my stuff is in store, so I am merchandise it in store, I don't need to have my product online. So, <laughs> so he's laughing, John is laughing with me because he, <laughs> he's going to be on the panel later, we're going to have a lot of good laughs. But we, he laughs because it's not that the statement is... It's... it's, it's the foundation of the statement is, is we, we are trying to understand that particular logic, knowing that the customer is predominantly online. Your customers expect you to surface your products online. That's their expectation. I don't want to have to mission to the mall. I want to mission to the mall knowing the product is there. Okay? Some people still want to go for the shopping experience, but they go to the mall with intent Like they literally go, I'm going to go into this store and that store and that store because I want to go get the shoes there. I want to go get the pampers there. I want to go get the special on two for 50 in there. But they've researched it online. You are not surfacing enough of your brands online. It's evident from a lot of the data that we see. So you know your customers are mobile. You know they're researching online. Surface your brand online.